Yes, it's your old pal, the Crypt Keeper. Howdy, folks. I'm Sleazy B. Martini, entrepreneur extraordinaire. Hi, this is Doc Bradley. You're listening to Quality Time. This is Curtis Armstrong, and you're listening to Quality Time. Quality Time Podcast. And you're listening to Quality Time. Quality Time. The dangling thumb. And you're listening to Quality Time Broadcast. And they paid me John Link's last films since he's dead now he can't really perform much unless we like just use him as like a prop you know kind of like Bernie and Weekend at Bernie's he could probably do a lot more films but seriously folks <laughs> people die um, uh, big reveal is that uh, at the end of the movie the chickens have sex with humans and they make a chicken human baby which had this ginormous uh, golden egg that I knew this. I'd already seen it. I saw it live when it happened, and it still threw me that when the egg opens up, John Link is supposed to come out of the egg as the chicken man. Uh huh. And when the egg came off his head, I see his naked 70-year-old body and I literally thought it was a woman because he has A cups and he has a little bit of long hair. <laughs> literally, I thought it was a naked woman. My first reaction was like, oh my gosh, oh, that's John Link and this is his naked man boobs. And you had to explain to your penis why not to be hard. That makes sense. <laughs> it just, it was so disturbing. <laughs> and he even did like scenes walking around the yard with just like this weird underwear with feathers on it as, as an almost naked old man in, uh, outside. <laughs> I'm horrified. I can't wait to watch it. Um, welcome to Quality Time, home of both quality and time. Uh, I'm your host, Eric Woodworth. We got a classic episode here. No Ashley Pontius today. Uh, she's off gallivanting, dog sitting, doing something. It's going to be fun. But I'm joined by my blood, my brother, Jeremy P. Woodworth. Jeremy... How are you, lad? Oh, I'm sorry. Is this Caliestro from the movie Spawn? Of course. This is Merlin, and I am I am a, 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 an ageless magician. And I, my most important role in life is to make sure that men can cuck other men's wives. I am here to make sure that a specter fucks your wife instead of you. Who? My most magical power. Uh, most important part of surgery is cuck, of sorcery is cucking. You're, you're of course, Jeremy's that. So that's pretty good. Uh, you're supposed to be Nicole Williamson, or is it Nicole Williamson? Is it more uh, manually to say? Because his name is Nicole. <laughs> Why would they give you a girl's name? Your name, Nicole. Oh, life ain't easy for a chap named Nicole. That's my favorite Beatles song. Well, what's your name then, Vivian? 
No. Oh, you got a girl's name too. <laughs> you bastard. Uh, no, it's, it, it's good for, for today's movie, uh, which of course is Excalibur. We'll get into that in a bit. So Attack of the Ch- Killer Chickens, Jeremy. Uh, you, that, it sounded like a fun premiere that you went to. Uh, and by fun, I mean... Um, you somehow do you want to talk about the because you're t- telling me earlier i don't know if this is too hot for the pod but are you going to talk about the hospitality of this movie premiere that you were in um, that's going to be in our special uh patreon uh episode it's that- too hot to talk about but uh, all right well it, you got a little bit heated though to say the we'll, least we'll start the patreon just for that so i can really really just vent and scream for five minutes well, what's the worst part of you just let it out you're they're not what are you scared of been pissing these people off they piss you off i want to be paid i just want to be paid something by anybody but they haven't paid you anything i think you should i think you should go on a tirade that's what i would do well i want people to pay me to get angry uh, <laughs> i want to be the green money hulk okay be the green I get angry, and people think angry is funny. Yeah, that is true. That is true. Well, Arr, I- Hulk need money. Hulk is green. Uh, <laughs> uh, hey, Jerry, uh, on a different tangent, just because we're very British today, and this isn't British, but um, and has nothing to do with even the country of Great Britain. But um, speaking of Canadian... Uh, sketch comedies i started watching the new kids in the hall today jeremy and it answers the age-old question what do half of the members of kids in the hall's penises look like in 2022 because you get to see a lot of their penises in this series you know i haven't watched it yet but all i can think is man how is scott thompson not dead of aids it is hey they're there's a sketch, Jeremy, that you're going to watch and squeal like a, a child because it, it's Scott Thompson. He's walking through the old gate. Just, he's like, oh, they're just tearing everything down. He's like, oh, do you know what this place used to be? It used to be the coolest gay bar in the whole world. And then there's a little a little hole down in like the border up thing. He was like, hey, what's going on down there? He's like, oh, what is that? He's like, I'm the last glory hole. Take a look <laughs> in. <laughs> and Jerry, I I can already tell you're gonna love the bit. You're gonna love the bit. <laughs> you know, the, the bad thing about uh, Scott Thompson now, he's like he's so less gay now that America is so much more gay. It's like, oh, now I'm just a regular gay. You gotta like turn your gay up. Yeah, for like the '90s, he was really gay. Yeah, he was turbo gay for the '90s. Now he's get. First of all, being gay is not even. It's not even. Uh, it's not even. Um, like extreme anymore if you're not if you don't i de- you know he doesn't even have a fucking pronoun okay so he's i can't even consider him a real he's not even a real gay anymore he might as well be dexter gay yeah Ooh, you mean a bathhouses that you're allowed to have sex in okay relax by the way it took me three three seasons of dexter to not see him as gay because i watched every single six feet under I think the hardest thing about Dexter, other than my penis watching uh, Anthony Michael Hall, is uh, it's not C. Michael Hall. I don't remember. Whatever. Uh, but the uh, the hardest thing is just, again, I know I've mentioned it on the podcast before, is pretending John Lithgow is straight. That is actually the hardest thing that I had. <laughs> what are you talking about, Kyle? <laughs> what do you mean? I love my wife. <laughs> <laughs> Next, I see you are very manly. You are married as well. I am married. Yes. Let's have a gay off. 
<laughs> I like there are parts where it's like I can't tell if he's like if he's just going to say, of course, I love women or he's going to he's just going to out of nowhere say, and my monopoly game, <laughs> I'm John Lithgow. <laughs> I think I can love more than than uh, <laughs> Dexter is seeing more scenes of of John Lithgow's naked ass as he tries to attack and kill women. So. <laughs> Fuck yeah, dude. I need it. Uh, and Jerry, I was talking off of the pod about this. Just a, a, a little suggestion for our listeners. Obviously, we do a lot of horror movies. This week is an exception because it is a, not a scary movie we're going over. Unless uh, you're scared to fuck a, a, a sibling and or family member, then it's going to be terrifying. But uh, I watched, um, Jeremy, The Sadness. And without giving away too much to our listeners... I highly recommend it if you love the horror. It's currently on Shudder, but I'll mention that it's Japanese. Uh, I don't. Is it Japanese? I thought it was Korean. I don't know. I did mention. I said this. Look, 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 I don't know much about Japan or where in Japan Korea is, but. Right. You know, I mean, they all look the same. Yeah. Uh, hey, whoa, that's racist, Jeremy. Relax. I I did send this. Uh, I did send this thing to Ashley because she uh, shout out Ashley Pontius, regular host of the show. Uh, I sent her this message because she had suggested. It was like you need to watch this movie, and I was like halfway into it. I was just like, I was like, hey, this movie's pretty awesome. Good pick. Also, it's kind of crazy that one actor was every single part in this movie. Like, I'm kind of blown away by all of this. Like, how do they how they did so many roles? Um, um, speaking speaking of um, racism, the best episode of Star Trek ever was where the 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 one race has white on one side and black on the other side. Yeah, but the other one has black and then white on the other side. He's like, can't you see? We're completely different. He's black on that side, and I'm white on that side. See, it's t- we're totally different. And of course, it's like it's the same way with the Japanese and the Chinese. It's like, look, we're totally different. The Chinese have don't have beards. We have beards. We're totally different. So yeah, a different race. So hence we're going to fight and kill each other to the end and, and nuke each other because we're different. We sure. have beards. You don't. So. I always like a uh, uh, shout out to local comedian Ryan Nazer. He has a great joke about racism. Two really good jokes about racism. But he says uh, racism is a lot like baseball. You know, if your dad didn't teach you, you're probably not going to be into it. Um, <laughs> and then, uh, <laughs> and then the uh, the other one that's really great is he was just like, man, he was like, you know, white people. We used to just have to like kill each other based on, like, religion and stuff like that. Like, we had to know that you were Catholic or Protestant to murder. He's like, it was so great when we finally found black people could instantly look at somebody and be like, oh, that's the person we dislike. It was like it was an instant thing like that. It was a real, it was a real turning point for us. Uh, They're so different. <laughs> but, Jeremy, this, this movie, The Sadness, and our listeners, it, it poses the age-old question. What if zombies, uh, you're in the zombie apocalypse, but also they were all had the sexual proclivities of a uh, Ben Roethlisberger? Um, it is primo fucking terrifying. And there are at least three like hard to watch scenes in, a, in the movie that I was like, oh my God. So check it out, listeners. If you if you want to get a real scare, get your skin crawling a little bit and also see some turbo violent uh, Asian horror. Check out The Sadness, currently available on Shudder. Um, 
I'm guessing that all the zombies are carrying uh, yellow towels and they twirl them around before they rape people. Uh, it is. Listen, there's a lot of what happens in there. Uh, Jeremy tried to guess earlier what uh, what happens in this movie that is so shocking. And he guessed, listen, some horrible things. I can guarantee you it's something that's never been shown on film before. I've never seen it ever. Uh, did my could a twisted mind think of it? I mean, clearly somebody thought of it, uh, and they 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 showed it happening on screen. So um, check it out. It is uh, it's it's top notch, good horror, gore, and uh, pure filth to watch. So yeah, filth. Uh, now, Jeremy, yesterday. Uh, just a little, a little quick story. I went to the, uh, the Carroll County dump cause I live out in Southern Carroll County and I had to take some things. And, uh, uh, while I was up at the dump, I, I had been recommended from my new friend, Dave Dennis, the 2022 friend of the year, uh, for me, Dave Dennis to check out this place called Eternia toys up in Westminster. Now, uh, I, I was like, all right, cool. It's like a you know a collectible toy store or whatever. What? How good can it be, Jeremy? Uh, uh, before you go any further, since we mentioned their name, Eternia Toys, the best fucking toys you can buy when you're middle age. Yeah, <laughs> go back to your childhood. This is where your toys went when your mom gave them away. <laughs> now we have your toys. You buy them real fucking high prices. We have your toys, you bitch. <laughs> they do. Hey, by the way. They do have our toys because this place is like the footprint size of a JC Penny. Every aisle there of fandom exists. There's like a whole Star Wars section, a whole Marvel toy aisle, a whole DC toy aisle, and then a, a whole bunch of horror ones. I picked up a, a personal They Live uh, uh, NECA figure, which I'm really loving right now. I'm looking yeah, at it right now. Piper, Roddy Piper. I did. It's Rowdy it's Rowdy Roddy Piper. Uh his gun and does he have bubble gum? He has he does not have bubble gum because he's all out of it. Um but he does have a the shotgun as well as a, a changeable head that you can have him with glasses or without glasses, which is pretty cool. Um he just have the glasses that you have to force onto uh Keith David. Yes, yes. So uh I, I picked up a they live fig. Uh but Jeremy the thing that they don't tell you when you enter this store is that not only is it just filled with uh, uh, tons of memorabilia, um, an uncomfortable amount of He-Man merchandise. Like, I've never... If there is one... If there's anything He-Man you've ever wanted, it exists at Eternia Toys. They love He-Man more than... It is the biggest section and also the least crowded section at the same time. Um, The only He-Man figure I don't have is the He-Man naked figure with the uh, Borat bathing suit. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, But yes... By the way, that's extra gay. Dude, they have a they have a whole thing of like just a whole display of just the little green tigers, the old 80s ones, and they're like 35 bucks a pie. But it's literally like section after section after section after section of them. And I'm like, there's no how they're not going to sell. There's not enough He-Man fans to even support this nonsense. Uh, they also have Jerry in the front window. They have a full fucking life life-sized action uh mannequin that looks like jason from jason goes to hell that just stands in the fucking doorway that's really cool i didn't know what the price tag is on it but if daddy hits the powerball it's coming home to the residents you know what could only make a giant life-size jason 
if he if he spun around and had a, a big giant um um sleeping bag with um women inside of it. God, I love that kill. It's my favorite. Because they love to fornicate. Bitches be fornicating. What can I say? Um, we fornicate. Jason's like, oh, bitches, you are so dead. <laughs> so, uh, I, I have retard strength, and I love killing. <laughs> Speaking of uh, a special kind of chromosomal strength, Jeremy, there's something else I've neglected to mention. I, to you. I'm sorry, politically correct, chromosomal strength. Chromosomal strength. Uh, Jerry, the... Uh, <laughs> while I was... I get to the next level of ridiculous <laughs> I thought it... You know, we, we use that gentler only, language, that's all. I can only make fun of people that are just... Very slightly dumber than yeah. me. <laughs> well, well, Jeremy, let me tell you this other thing about Eternia Toys. Uh, uh, not only is it a, a, a wonderful toy store, it is also a lightning rod for people that are over the age of 40 and turbo autistic. Because while I was in the store, I ran into not one, not two, but three autistic gentlemen. How do I know they were autistic? Because their moms were also chaperoning them around. And they were fully grown adult Jeremy Woodworths walking around this place. Uh, I got to this one point where I'm in the, I'm in the Ninja Turtles section because they have a whole section of Ninja Turtles. And I'm looking at them like, man, these are really cool. Like, man, I, oh, I remember that. I'm having a good walk down memory lane. There is a guy, Jeremy, who's built like you. He's maybe you like even six months ago. He's like three that, bills. Yes. He's, he's plus three bills. He's walking around with his mother who is not entertained by anything that's happening right now. <laughs> And he's picking up, he's touching every toy in the line going, they don't make them like this anymore. Next one. They don't make them like this anymore. Takes the next one. They do not make them like this anymore. They're not going to make them like this again. I swear. I'm trying to ignore it. And he finally, like, like the shark in Jaws gets within like a meter of me. And he goes, you see that one that I'm looking at? He points to the one I'm looking at. He's like, they, they ain't never going to make them like that again. And I was like, you're, 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 you're right. They're definitely not going to make them like that anymore. And I like immediately had to retreat because I can't, I was like, I, I can't do this right now. I got to go. So I had to go to a different section of the store, but there was so much autism on display there at a beautiful time it literally is like it, i've never seen such it just say that these men were not the happiest they've ever been they they were truly they've never been in a better place than this toy store uh looking at all of these things um but a good time. So shout out to Attorney of Toys. This I, they don't even sponsor us, but I highly recommend you find yourself at the Westminster Mall. Go into Attorney of Toys, check it out, and lose yourself for about an hour. It is a fucking massive one, and they have a whole comic shop there too. But Jeremy, I can't find any fucking Dark Horse Aliens comics anywhere. Every comic store you can't find them anymore, and I want them. I want them bad. No, I found the most Dark Horse comics at just a regular run-of-the-mill vendor up in pennsylvania and i wish i had like a thousand dollars because they were only charging a, a dollar a comic practically giveaway prices and I, I i i spent 30 bucks i spent every every penny i could on these old dark horse so i want was, them i want them bad i can't find them anywhere though oh um, by the way the, the, the holy grail the holy grail is the old, old early uh dark horse that had the original story version 
of uh, Dan O'Bannon's Alien, where they go to the uh, pyramid out in the middle of nowhere and find the aliens in the pyramid. Hence, you had the precursor to the Aliens versus Predator, and also the original story before he made Alien, which was changed to like a spaceship and, and out in space, but... Yeah, and, it's a, and Stargate's a total ripoff of Aliens as well. So I love, I just like the uh, the whole, I like the Dark Horse comics one of Aliens where it's a uh, it's Ripley and Hicks, and they have they they team up with that one scientist who actually trains some of the aliens to break from the hive mind, and so they have like the little numbers on their heads, so they're like fighting with the Marines, and they're like, yeah, we're really starting to turn the tide of this war, and as soon as they bring them to the Queen Alien, they immediately turn on me like we just need you to take us back to the queen and they start murdering all the colonial marines so you can't trust them at all uh, i love that storyline it's really also, good. by the way if you don't have any budget when you make aliens you just uh spray paint a big beach ball and put hands at the bottom yeah of that it. that is true <laughs> they also hey at eternia toys i hate to go back to there but they had a bunch of the old 90s uh aliens figures there that were still they still have the kb toys little i swear that whoever owns this bought a kb toys locker and it was like what am i gonna do i'm gonna put all these up but they had a bunch of the old uh aliens 90s toys where they started marketing toys to kids for this adult movie and it's the first time i ever really remember that happening because they change a lot of stuff with the aliens movie like bishop literally looks like he has a machine gun that's like a, a, a mini gun like this, and he looks like Max Headroom. I'm like, this doesn't even look like Bishop for the movie. He's like, shut it. No, this is Bishop for the for the for the for the toy line. And it was just shit like that that was just so fucking wild. And like that's where like they started really diving into like the different types of like aliens because the most of the xenomorphs they look pretty much the same in aliens and there's just a queen right but in this one they were like look at the gorilla alien with its action that moves like this and it also spits a gorilla doesn't even spit it doesn't make any sense they were just selling a shit and we accepted it uh it was great though and the worst was the original kenner alien where the kids like running around in the dark like with the alien with the tongue action it's like no no kid should ever see this movie or play with this monstrosity looking like a penis in your hand for <laughs> for kids. Like, oh, why don't, why don't you, we make the, the Jack Torrance action figure playset? Oh, look, Jack's running after his kid with an axe. He's going to kill his whole family. I'm angry. I have a job to do at the Overlook. I'm going to kill you, bitch. You know what I mean? Come on. I think the most fun, like, marketable toy that you could do for children that would be inappropriate would probably be, like, uh, the Reagan uh, doll from The Exorcist, where it would be, like, It'd be like it, it first of all it, it has piss action so when you squeeze her it pisses her pants like this and it just runs on the floor and look what she does with that crucifix yeah, like she says 12 different phrases Psh, your mother sucks dicks in hell <laughs> this is this really foul doll my, my favorite why you do this Jimmy Jimmy why you do this <laughs> so yeah get, check out the exorcist doll i think that would be a good one um what's wrong father roll a roller on the back that makes the head spin around yeah head. yeah and it's like with life like pea juice and it's like yeah like 
Oh, uh, weren't we talking about yesterday when I was coming back from the toy store? Like inappropriate other toys is like the the Shawshank Redemption playset where it's just like, uh oh, Andy's surrounded by is surrounded by the sisters. Luckily, he has the shit pipe to go out of, and it's like a big tube that he shoots out of. He's just like, ooh, you've escaped sexual assault again, but are you free? Uh oh, warden's back, and it's like a fucking chopper that drops. <laughs> he has a chopper that drops nets on Andy every time he tries to escape. Uh-oh. Uh oh, Warden's been caught. There's only one way out of this. Blow your head off. Yeah. <laughs> oh, but look but look who it is. It's the Karazan. He's gonna be there's a, there can only be one. Uh oh. Highlander in the Shawshank Redemption playset. Uh oh, Andy's trying to hang himself in his cell again. Will Red be able to get there in time to cut the noose? <laughs> <laughs> Teach your kids about prison rape. The fun way. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh oh, Boggs is on the prowl and horny again. <laughs> oh no, you're trapped in the books. <laughs> the little kid making fun of the fat character. Like, I don't belong here. <laughs> you're in jail now. <laughs> yeah. I like it. Luckily, he calls in his friend, John Coffey. Ah, and now we have the Green Mile is into it. Get the Green Mile playset to play with the Shawshank Redemption here at Hasbro. <laughs> I'm not in jail. I'm an innocent man. Yeah, whatever. You're going to the chair. <laughs> and here's like, now with our new line, Andy Dufresne, he actually, he transforms into the maximum overdrive tanker, like with the fucking <laughs> Green Goblin front. It's like, he mows down the sisters in the yard. <laughs> Andy Dufresne with his dinosaur buddy. <laughs> Having a, having a random sidekick that never existed even is the best. It's just like his dinosaur friend. Oh no! Who's the No, who's who is the guy? Uh, who's the guy that uh, 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 who hangs himself outside of the real world? The original guy. They. Uh. The old guy, oldie McOldie. Whoever the old guy is, he's just a velociraptor now. He's just, <laughs> he's just a velociraptor. I've been in jail so long. I, I hate being a velociraptor. Watch him as he tries to use his small hands to bag groceries. <laughs> I'm just an old dinosaur. Time to check out. Man, I wish they put me back in jail. I was so much happier. Brooks was here six, 65 million years ago, and it's just a dead dinosaur hanging like this. <laughs> uh, all right, the Shawshank playset, guys. I think that one's got wheels. That was a that was a pretty good one. I like uh, that. Break to Boggs, the Shawshank. Hell yeah, hell yeah. <sighs> Draw your own realistic Rita Hayworth coloring book. Uh <laughs> It's just Rita Hayworth's titties after page after page that you have to draw. Quick, you got to cover up the hole. A man's mind needs to masturbate in jail or else he has sex with another man. <laughs> because booty is like air. If there's one thing I... It's I like, it was jail. like water. It's like water. You so. can do it the hard way or the easy way. That's what Andy Dufresne learned, so... <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck dude oh by the way i have the opening music for today if you're ready uh, hey i'm ready let's kick off today's uh opening opening tune it is g 
Jeremy's Pick of the Week, the 1981 classic, which features O Fortuna. Is this the first time O Fortuna was featured in a movie? I don't know, but... I'm pretty sure uh, this movie stuck like a boner in my fucking head. And, and by the way, opening music for Ozzy Osbourne probably since that year as well. Oh. I mean, yeah, that's a good call. I bet you, to this day, Ozzy opens his shows with O Fortuna. And also, I like to think that this music was... Uh, a, a very much uh, ripped off by Basil Polidorus for uh, Conan, which is a year or two later. Well, it, it it's funny. This uh, it's it's funny that you picked this particular director as this as the first entry into the Quality Time podcast. Uh, John Borman, who Jeremy has directed a movie that you love, uh, Deliverance, as well uh, from the seventies. Not only have I met Ronnie Cox, I've also met Banjo Boy. Oh, Banjo Boy, is he uh, chromosomally challenged in real life? Uh, it's a good question. He's definitely kind of quiet and, and special, but I, I haven't actually talked to him enough to know for sure whether he is chromosomally challenged. Okay. All right. Um, did, you ever see, did you ever see Martin Short play the Banjo Boy on SCTV? I the, never, I never have. Really good job. Oh, my gosh. What was he like? Oh, look at me. I'm Clifford. <laughs> oh, so cheesy. I got a lot of diarrhea. Uh, no, that's good, Jeremy. I like uh, so I actually uh, had never watched this movie. It's weird. As I was watching, Jerry, I feel like and tell me if I'm wrong on this, but. I feel like it had a lot of similarities to the sword and the stone. Am I wrong on that? I was going to say the sixth sense. The sixth sense. <laughs> uh, and uh, through, through halfway through the movie, uh, Arthur realizes that he's actually dead. That <laughs> that is that is true. I uh, I uh, I do enjoy this. Uh, this film is really beautifully shot, and uh, apparently. Uh, director and producer john borman uh wanted this actually he started out and it was supposed to be a lord of the rings movie and he couldn't secure the rights so he's like well fuck it i'll just make excalibur then i don't care um and he couldn't he wanted to call it merlin but cbs already owned the rights to merlin because they were doing a miniseries so he had to call it excalibur ultimately uh and uh it, it seemed like a real labor of love he uh, a lot of debuts in this film as far as the cast goes because uh, he cast mostly unknowns. It was Helen Mirren's real theatrical, uh, like, actual movie debut. It was also uh, Gabriel Byrne's theatrical debut and the great Liam Neeson's theatrical debut. 100% wrong on Helen Mirren, but either way. Because the other choice that uh, I was offering was uh, Oh, Lucky Man. So, Well, they said that Helen, at least what I was reading that Helen Mirren had done some other small TV roles and stuff like that, but she'd never been in an actual like major motion picture, and she was a very well acclaimed uh, uh, Shakespearean style. That Lucky Man was a major motion picture, even though I didn't make big bucks. That was like almost ten years before, but it, yeah, it was a big breakout role for her. Yeah, that big role. Yeah, you can say that. I will say uh, I had a big fucking hard on watching young Helen Mirren prance around in full MILF get up in this. And you get to see a little bit of uh, Helen Mirren's side titty in this movie. And I will say 
it, the things things were marinating down in the lower quadrant. Oh, she was fat, although it disturbs me because she looks way too much like our sister, Rachel. So. Stop. You're making my boner confused. I don't like it. Don't ever, don't you ever say some shit like that again. Our sister does not look like Helen Mirren. She looks like girl you, and it's disgusting. Um, anyway, she just looks like Jeremy with less sores and hair, okay? Truly. I hope oh, our sister's she, listening. She was hot, uh, and, and I'll, I've probably said this only 20 times before. Uh, Billy Bob Briggs likes to mention Helen Mirren on his original show 20 years ago. He's like, Helen Mirren liked to get naked a lot. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so... Uh, apparently, uh, he, he casted a lot of unknowns in this movie. Uh, King Arthur, of course, is uh, Terry uh, is Nigel Terry, and uh, apparently, uh, Nigel Terry and Helen Mirren did not get along because they had actually worked on the stage before. And he was like, "Oh, good, I like the animosity because Morgana and uh, and Arthur should be at odds with each other." So he cast them because he knew they hated each other. And uh, apparently, uh, on the on the set of this movie, they became great friends and have been great friends ever since say nickel williamson versus nigel terry who is the merlin guy versus uh king arthur oh you're right you're it is it is nickel it is nickel williamson i'm sorry not king arthur both, uh, god damn it season versus nigel who's probably his first real role you're right jeremy this is listen this movie is your cup of tea so i i will stand down on anything that you mention no, i mean i i like I won't correct you anymore. No, listen, the, if you don't, the listeners will. Well, we, we want more engagement from the listeners just to correct us because we do lie on purpose just to bother you. We do. There are a lot of lies. We also did mention that uh, this is also uh, one of the one of the breakout roles for the great Pat- Sir Patrick Stewart in this movie as well. And yeah. I mentioned this to, to last of his hair for this role. I messaged. So when Jeremy, you pick movies that we normally don't cover, uh, because it's like, we usually like a level of cheese to it and, or, uh, a, a spooky factor. And Jeremy likes to break that constantly. But we, uh, uh, when we were watching, I, I, I texted Ashley and I said, I was just like, I was like, I don't know why Jeremy picked this movie, but get ready for him to just laugh at Patrick Stewart existing as a younger person. Uh- <laughs> I, I hate to say, uh, if there's one regret of meeting Patrick Stewart, it was not um, just saying, if a boy shall be king, a boy shall be king. It just... I really wish I had done that when I met him, but I was too upset that he was charging a hundred dollars to get a picture taken with him. So, hey, when you're the king, you can charge the king's fee. Okay, like hey, <laughs> I don't know why you're just laughing uncontrollably. Get it out, you fuck chop. Hey, you're a big actor. Why don't you fleece the fans? Just fleece. <laughs> Suck the money out of their pockets out of fandom. So I don't really like any of you. The way I look at it, you're all a bunch of money mouths. (laughs) (laughs) It's not that I'm really into gay. I'm just into pretending I support the gays for they buy my fried chicken. I'm John Goodman. (laughs) I will say that uh, when this movie kicks off into high gear, it's really beautifully shot. It's all shot in Ireland. uh, And, uh, 
It was shot very close to uh, the director's home. It was the only movie that he ever worked on where he got to uh, like basically sleep in his own bed every night. But I love the fact that uh, to make money to get to this film, he had to make The Exorcist 2 heretic to raise funds so that he could make this movie and get the okay, which I love that he made the shittiest box office bomb movie, possibly up until that point, uh, just so he could get to this as a, as a returning triumphant movie. Can I name a movie that made more money than Exorcist 2? Yeah. Uh, Night Patrol. With Linda Blair and um, Andrew Dice Clay, so hey, and I've the, never. I'm not unknown, even. Hey, do you, comic. Hey, do you, do you want to know? What, do you want to know a fun fact about uh, Night Patrol that I learned? Oh. Uh, fun fact about Night Patrol: I just learned that was a movie 30 seconds ago. Uh, <laughs> so, by the way, end of the movie has Linda Blair naked. So, mm. uh, other thing. Oh, other thing. Uh, the unknown comic, big time on uh, the Gong Show back in the seventies. He un- was Andrew Dice Clay, big. Who who's that? The unknown comic. Uh, I don't. I, I see you're you're talking about a lot of stuff I don't know about. Tell our listeners. Why, you more. know why he was the unknown comic? Why he wore a bag over his head? Ah, real Jason Voorhees type. But then one of his jokes was he's like, "I'm f- finally ready to reveal myself to my fans." And he'd tear the bag off his head. There was another bag underneath his head. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it also had Pat Morita, where he got he got uh, beaten up by lesbians, and he spoke in a little child's voice. And then they did bad things to me. <laughs> Pat Morita. So, um, a couple a couple things. So the the opening act, you get to see. Uh, King Arthur's dad, uh, Uther, a pen dragon, uh, basically, um, <laughs> how would you say it? Did he, did he gets cucked, essentially, um, in the opening scene, yes? Uh, the ultimate sorcery cucking. Sorcery cucking. Um, let, let's, let's talk about the, the guy, Cornwall, when he makes a, a, a tact with, with Uther because he gets um, Excalibur from the uh, Lady of the Lake, mm-hmm. magically. You know, it's a totally a true story based on, you mm-hmm. know, it's just like the Book of Mormon. And um, also, um, he decided, the Cornwall's like, hey, you want to fucking see my wife so we can all masturbate to her in this giant, like, um, dinner feast we're having? It's like, okay, Stevie Nicks, let's dance in front of everybody so everybody can masturbate. Yeah, you yeah. Know? So uh no I like it it's a, it's definitely uh draws a little bit on the uh on the uh the the great I would say uh, a little bit of the David story you know he he sees another guy's uh, old lady and he's just like you know what Merlin's going to help me shape shift so I can get pussy and he does just that he murders that guy and then ends up fucking her and then making great Arthur but Arthur then immediately gets uh, uh part of the caveat he's like I told you if I helped you get laid and have a baby I get the child because I don't look like a pedophile with a metal helmet he looks like half deathstro uh, Merlin. Like, <laughs> oh, by the way, my name is Rumpelstil. I mean Merlin. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, oh, by the way, the most important part of that that scene where uh, he comes to uh, cuck his wife, John Borman's daughter. 
That is true. So, yeah, so John Borman's daughter and son are both in this movie. Uh, his daughter is the Lady of the Lake, uh, and his uh, his son is actually young Arthur. So, uh, his daughter, Izzy Green. Is is who? Yeah, yes. Izzy Green and the Lady of the Lake. Nice. See? That's, it's... Oh, it's like, uh, hey, hey, honey, I got a part for you. It's where you get naked and and, uh, and, and Uther has sex with you, and I get to film it. I'm going to film you having sex with a guy naked. Isn't that great? That's I'm Bart McDonald. I'm the director. John Hey, uh, look at me. Yeah, yeah. what you're going to do is fuck this stranger that you don't know. And, uh, that'll I'm be fine. I'm film you naked having sex with a dude. Isn't that cool? <laughs> it's cool because he's wearing armor. Don't worry about it. Uh, so it's not for real. It's just movie. Well, they did, uh, technically, they did film it very tastefully. Uh, apparently, Gabriel Byrd and her were never in the same room. All the shots are, he said, uh, he's like, uh, yeah, I basically fucked a pin cushion uh, in that scene. And uh, they, they were both shot separately. So uh, and they never, they never touched each other. And also, he gets to have sex in front of a kid. Yeah, 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 yeah. Let the boy watch. <laughs> He needs he needs to learn the way I learned from my father. <laughs> he won't be able to see through this see through curtain. If you put the curtain up, it's like total privacy. <laughs> Hope she never grows up evil. Hope you don't grow up into be a serial killer, huh? Hope you don't have grow up to have sex with your brother and then make the most evil person on earth. Well, what what? What's that? You piss the bed until you're 13? Doesn't seem like a red flag to me. <laughs> you say you've been killing animals in your backyard for years? Ooh, what is that? You fell off the horse, got a bit of head trauma. Probably not a problem at all. Uh- <laughs> yeah, the other great thing about this movie is the, 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 uh, the how it compares war to uh, sex. It's like, oh, well, well, he's cucking your wife. He's also... Getting giant swords and, and spears through his body as he dies. Yeah, so. yeah. I do I do appreciate this movie has some decent gore from time to time, some decent blood. Although I can't imagine how so how Knight's armor gets so bloody from the outside, from the inside out. I don't understand. Like, like there's scenes where like there's like, oh, I'm so bloody, and they're showing these stab wounds. It's like, wouldn't it just drip out the bottom of it? Like, why would it is it squirting through the hole that you just got stabbed in like that? Seems a little ridiculous. Uh, if anything we learn about armor is that if you're a stormtrooper or a legend of the of the uh the round table armor is completely fucking worthless mm-hmm. it's like oh what, what is this gonna protect uh maybe toothpicks or like very small sticks then you might be protected with this really heavy armor you have to drag around you know it seems but, like oh. armor would be like knights of like that era they seem like they're i don't understand how the, the walking dead comic tried to do it but like literally that's the only thing you want is li- a literal suit of armor and then all these people that are trying to bite you they just bite into metal and then you're fine um and if you've watched the new uh the new zombie movie the sadness uh it's also really helpful in that situation i'll just let you know uh it's not that teeth really protect you, or metal protects you from zombie teeth. It's just that when the zombies bite into like, oh, it's metal. It's like tinfoil. It feels bad on our teeth, even though we're dead. No, it's, yeah. Yeah, so it's like every zombie that bites it, it's like a Sensodyne commercial of like, the- 
it's just it's like it got sensitive zombie teeth because you've been biting into the flesh that's made out of aluminum well here's the fucking thing for you um and then commercial um jamie lee curtis bites into metal like oh i'm jamie lee i wish i had some activity to wash this down I also love uh, Merlin's just general look. He wears a, uh, I mentioned a little bit, I said he looked like Deathstro from from G.I. Joe, but he has just a chrome top that he wears, like on the front forehead area. He was just like, and in 2022, I feel like he would be on Alex Jones's show from time to week. He's like, this is how I keep the psychic connections from 5G out of my brain. Yeah, everybody knows that that'll that'll keep people from controlling your mind, even like Kevin Bacon. Even Kevin Bacon. Hey, did you hear Kevin Spacey is coming back to do a movie overseas right now? No. I like it. Remember, remember when he like uh, when he like sexually assaulted a bunch of young boys, and then he was just like, "Okay, I'm gay," and then just didn't mention anything else. <laughs> Eight of the deadly sins. Like, listen, I'll, I'll tell you, I'll tell you this. Kevin Spacey is, should not be allowed to do any more movies or projects. I agree with that. But if you're going to allow him to do one, finish the last season of House of Cards because I was invested. And when he got the, the allegations came out, the last season sucked and it was a popcorn fart in my mouth. I couldn't even watch one episode. I was like, this, this bitch is going to fucking carry the show. Get Bring this monster back as a punishment. Like, he shouldn't he needs to be brought back and has to work house of cards for free for 6 months and never do any work again but he i don't does he go to jail it, it depends on how good the last season is we'll determine if he gets jail time or not i'm perfectly satisfied with uh, baby driver so yeah he does die in baby driver which is nice so hey if uh what's his name Ferris Bueller's day off can still have a career. Kevin Spacey should have a career. He did. Yeah, Ferris Bueller did run over a person in Ireland and just... I'm talking about the bad guy, the the principal who also was accused. Oh, no, yeah, Kid Toucher, Principal Rooney. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He he liked to... He had a fucking bunch of CP on his uh, porn, and that's not for the word colored. It's child. Um, It's bad, yeah. No, he doesn't have a career, though, no? Like, he doesn't... He's had to fade into obscurity. Pretty oh, sure so he's in jail. But after the uh, allegations, or was that before the allegations? It, it wasn't. I don't know. Listen, I'll just take a strong stance against it. I think child pornography is wrong. Yeah. I'll, 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 I don't care what anybody says. Well, whatever, Mr. Ultra Mega. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, after the opening cucking happens, uh, and, Arth- and uh, Merlin... Gets uh, 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 a new baby that he gets to raise up. He eventually uh, follows the regular story where, of course, Arthur is able to pull the sword from the stone. And it really does bother me that how flimsy the sword is in the stone like this. It's just like, oh, yeah, it, it, it literally just feels like you could kick it over because it's so floppy in there. And, like, I've been to Disney World. They have a sword in the stone. It's, it's fucking a cast iron thing that's, like, welded in. I was like, it should be that where you can't even move it at all. And I'm supposed to pretend that Patrick Stewart, after it's already moved like this, can't move it anyway like this. I was like, he's stronger than that. It's a bad, I didn't like that special effect. 
Uh, we should point out that uh, when Merlin does take the baby, um, he does take it to uh, Planet Tatooine to, to watch him grow with uh, strangers. And also, the beginning of this movie should have started with uh, not that long ago and not that far away. And the weird part is uh, it, another deleted scene from this movie is when Arthur is a kid, he actually builds Sir Lancelot in uh, in the back room. And uh, that's actually, and, but he doesn't remember when he sees him for the first time. He's like, oh, Lancelot, I didn't just build you on Tatooine all these years. Uh, and also, he doesn't explain to Arthur that his uh, father was one of the best um, pod racers. <laughs> so uh, he he immediately be, becomes king uh, and then has to fight some other dude who knights him. And you can see him like he's all shivering after he defeats him in battle. He's like, oh, a king like this. And it's really just because they're in the freezing Irish waters outside of this fucking moat. Uh, and then you get to meet sweet Sir Lancelot, who does... To be fair, look like a gay porn star. I can't describe it anyway. He has a look about it, and I'm supposed to believe that he's attracted to Guinevere, and I don't believe it. Um, he likes two things, and it's not Guinevere. It's fucking put it in my rear. Um, that's the... <laughs> I, don't, I don't get it, but I, you know, I know the story, so I have to go with it at this point. Um. He's very manly. He's not very manly. He looks he looks like he would scream if he saw a spider under something. Like he doesn't look like what I imagine a Lancelot would. Like I imagine Lancelot is handsome, like a Brad Pitt, but also could uh could put a piece of chaw in his mouth and then spit it into your mouth and give you a good slapping. Um Lancelot would be the first to admit that he um he has relationships with men with women but he has sex with men so that means you're gay <laughs> oh well good times my, my whole my, my whole task in life is to fight men before we have sex <laughs> god damn that's good it's okay he's french don't worry i'm french uh, I've come from France to have sex with strange men in Britain. So, so he's able to best. He's able to best Lancelot, and I just love some of how the plot moves around here. Where he's just like, uh, he was just like, look at us, we're all united now, and I will we'll get together around a round table that I'll build, and that we'll call it the Round Table, and we'll be <laughs> the Knights of the Round Table. Yeah, it's just I love. <laughs> So I love how fucking stupid that entire scene is. I'm like, I get it. It's a plot point. Could we have put a little bit more effort into moving the story forward than just saying it in front of people? And people will bring us cheese trays. <laughs> and the cheese trays will be chilled, filled with five different cheeses. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. Sir Tracy Morgan has just arrived when he heard about all of the cheeses. Um so, uh, yeah, I like that. They build the big table. He gets, uh, he builds Camelot and then, uh, he has Excalibur and everything's going swell and well, but, uh, sweet Morgana, uh, the sister of King Arthur, uh, is studying under Merlin and you can tell she's a little evil, right? She's got a little evil in her. 
Yeah, you know, she's stirring up the um, whoever the um, the guy whose daughter gets stolen. Like, oh, he's, you're gonna fuck with this guy. He's gonna make so many sequels to a film that we're gonna not even care about. You know, whatever that film is, part ten. You stole my dog. I'm gonna come kill you. Yeah, yeah. He ga- yeah. yeah. She gaslights. Uh, um. What's his name? Uh, Liam Neeson, who's playing uh, Gay Wayne. Um, I think that's how it's pronounced. He also wears a funny hat. It's dark man. So. I also love this, the the level of shitty fake beards in this movie. There's so many shit fake beards, and Liam Neeson is wearing one the entire time. It just looks bad. Oh, another Star Wars tie tie in. It's Qui Gon. So. Ah, I'm not Guy. I'm not Qui Gon. I'm Guy Wan. Um, a completely I mean, different character. After the fiftieth uh, viewing of this, I finally realized that Nigel Terry does kind of look like uh, Mark Hamill. I see. I see where it's coming from. You oh know- gosh! Oh fuck! What happened? You got to go back to when when uh, when Arthur first gets the sword, and he's like, "Oh!" And the training is like training of 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 <laughs> of the force. I mean. Of the dragon, and then the next morning he's like playing with a sword, and he's like, "Well, that's it. That's the training. That's the montage. You f- fought with a played with a sword a couple minutes. That's all we need." Okay, so now become king, and you know, take a help your buddy uh, Patrick Stewart, you know, from Star Trek, and we'll pretend this isn't like Star Wars. So it's a bit like Star Wars, though. I feel like the story of King Arthur maybe maybe precedes this. Maybe precedes Star Wars a little bit. Slight, slight. It's it's ripped off of Star Wars. Okay, I uh, I don't I don't know if you know how time works, but I mean, <laughs> I this is just the this is the story of King Arthur. I mean, that existed far before Star Wars did. I know Star Wars was like in a different galaxy, far far. Oh, you're so you're going by Star Wars time to compare it because it was a long time ago in a galaxy far far away. Yeah, this is like okay. Uh, next door and not that long ago. All right, it, then it checks out. I I uh, listeners, I apologize first and foremost. Uh you know, accuracy is the thing that we strive for more than anything on this program. Uh you know it, I know it, and we wouldn't put the name quality time on there if we didn't give you the highest such. So I, I can't wait to watch the new Obi-Wan series so like, you know, every, every once in a while <laughs> young Luke Skywalker just finds like Obi-Wan in a closet. What are you doing hiding in there? I'm keeping an eye on you as you grow old. Yeah. Well, well, one of the one of the real fun fan theories about Kenobi, Jeremy, is uh the line that uh where from A New Hope where he's like, Obi Wan, we meet again. When I saw you last time, I wasn't this. They're saying that their interaction in, in episode three was not that because he he's meeting him again as like a full on Darth Vader. They're saying he was still technically Anakin to him then. Uh, and so that there's going to be a big fight scene between Kenobi and Darth Vader once more in the new Kenobi series. So I am excited to see that. And if you follow the canon of the fucking uh, comic books, which is supposed to be the fucking big ass Wookiee from uh, the book of Boba Fett, his big scar, he gets that from fucking Obi-Wan slashing him up the face with a lightsaber. So I'm looking forward to that little Easter egg getting thrown in there as well. So anyway, Jerry, as the story progresses, because uh, we're already at like 54 minutes here, uh, uh, tell us a little bit about Helen Mirren and what she does moving forward with the plot here. Uh, where she um, uh, 
tries to get the the mystical uh, art of making and 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 uh, uh, traps uh, Merlin in the basement, where Merlin's basement is like kind of like Luray Caverns. <laughs> I like it. I thought it looked like I was just like, hmm. Did Richard Donner just leave the set of Superman two down here? And they were like, oh yeah, this is a magical dragon place now. Uh, it's my fortress of Merlin solitude. Hmm. Where everything happens. Oh, look, naked people standing around having sex. Cool. If you listen closely and you put your ear against the crystal, you can hear all the hits of the super band Chicago. <laughs> <laughs> and let's listen to this stalactite. We had joy, we had, had fun, fun, we had silence. <laughs> <laughs> keep all the classics of the 70s. It's just... Oh my god. Now for the evilest of evil albums. I present to you Molly Hatchet. And it's just, it's just not. I heard my mama cry the night Chicago died. <laughs> Don't go into the, the, the horror tunnel that is New Orleans over there. And, and of course, uh, you know, Merlin is tricked because. Uh, while uh, Arthur is being cucked by uh, Lancelot with uh, Guinevere, he uh, decides to stab Merlin in the back. Oh, shit. Thanks no. for stabbing me, Arthur. Real fucking help there. And uh, he reveals the uh, the enchanting um, secret message to uh, Morgana, which is actually um, uh, Orphan Annie says I drink knew it. Ovaltine. I knew it was drink more Ovaltine. I knew it. I knew it. Uh, and while all this is happening, the love affair of Sir Lancelot and Guinevere is taking shape uh, as they go to the to the forest to go fuck. And uh, I I like this little. Uh... Oh yeah, I burped while it happened. I mean, yeah. anytime I start talking about sex, I get real burpy. Um, yeah, there's this. Uh... Sometimes I just can't. Burp. Sure, sometimes. Hey, can you put on Jackson Brown? It makes me a little bit more. It kind of calms me down. It makes me a little bit nervous when I'm not listening to him. Um, Jeremy, does this bother you? (laughs) (laughs) He's throwing up into your mouth. He's just throwing up into your mouth. Jeff, that doesn't bother me. I'm not doing it. <laughs> is that a cat type? No, that's Jeff in the other room. He it's does. He makes that Jeff. noise. It's just Jeff, man. I hardly noticed it after a couple of years. So uh, I like this weird. Uh, you get to see some titties from uh, Guinevere, who's played by Cherie uh, uh, Lungi. Lungi. Uh, I'll go with that. By the way, I really love her in the uh, the video for Level Forty Two about something about you. Oh, okay. Uh, and uh, after after they fuck, uh, Arthur comes and he puts Excalibur back in the stone next to him, but he doesn't kill them because he's just mad. He's just mad. And I also like that like Arthur goes to like, uh, he's like, so uh, Guinevere is cheating on me with Lancelot. What do I do? He's like, I don't know. I'm out. <laughs> I like that. He just, Merlin does nothing but cause terror in this movie. He's he's just an agent of chaos constantly. Uh, also, uh, exactly like um, uh, uh, Star Wars, where Merlin says, "Like, uh, by the way, you're gonna, your wife's gonna cuck you. 
uh, I can't do anything about it. I'm out of here. Uh, I'm not going to be any more help to you. And he's like, well, thanks a lot, Merlin. You're a big fucking help. There's some other worlds that I got to uh, go to or whatever. Hey, it was nice. Uh, you're, sorry your wife's a whore. I'll see you later. Oh, by the way, Luke, I'm not going to see you anymore. May the force be with you. <laughs> you're out of here. By the way, I'm going to let uh, Darth Vader just cut me in half. Hope that, do- hope that doesn't bother you. Boop-a-dick-a-doo. <laughs> See you later. But supposedly I'm going to be more powerful than ever. Whatever. Yeah. Also, yeah, I'm just a, I'm a ghost. He's just like, but what about all this? He's just like, ooh, every once in a while, I'll give you some encouragement. <laughs> I give you the power of encouragement. Hey, just remember the sweet the sweet release of death is on the other side. That's his. <laughs> it's all the encouragement. Hey, you know, not only did my dad not give me any encouragement. He also gave me no money after he died, so that just kind of sucked as well. That's not true. I got some money. Oh, okay, good. Yeah. Hey, I got six hundred. I got six hundred dollars, and you know what I spent it on? Drugs. Powerball scratch scratch offs. You know how much I won? A hundred. Nothing at all. <laughs> scratch offs. Um. So. Uh. The movie goes on, and then Morgana pulls a little thing after she's after King Arthur knows that his uh, sweet Guinevere's cheated. She shapeshifts and then goes and fucks her brother, uh, where you get to see a little bit of si- side boob of uh, uh, Helen Mirren, which is it's kind of hot. It's kind of hot, and in 2022, much more acceptable than 1981 because step bro porn is on the rise, and the. Uh, it immediately goes from oops i fucked my brother to oops guess who's got a kid with the most metal name like the most metal evil name has to be mordred right mordred is a it's a badass name yeah it's kind of sounds like morbid yeah but it's drid which sounds like dread which also means that he has uh, i mean in 2022 it, uh, a kid named mordred definitely has every allergy like he has like the infinity stone of allergies he's just like peanuts outside uh, fucking detergents this i only i only eat unwhole wheat bread that's the only thing i survive on back in the back in the day they had the electric company where they mixed two words and they have two silhouettes back side by side, and they go, Morbid. And the other guy says, Madrid. Mordred. Oh, Real Mordred. Hell yeah. My favorite <laughs> Spanish uh, football team. And also uh, Morgan Friedman played a, um, Blackula in a, in, a, in a casket. That is true. That is he, true. Math in a casket. So, uh, uh, Mordred starts to come of age over the years. Arthur gets struck by lightning at one part and uh, lives uh, in the metal suit, which is a giant, in, not an insulator. It is a conductor of electricity. He gets zapped uh, and somehow lives through this. And by, the way, by the way, they kind of do the same thing with the Dracula movie with uh, Gary Oldman. It's like, oh, let's let's come up to the sacred relic and see uh, what what God thinks is like, oh, shit, God just struck you down with lightning. You're fucked. Uh, everything's pretty shitty right now. Good job. I, mean, I guess this was not best two out of three. Uh. <laughs> it's kind of like, uh, you know, hey, let's see how the president's doing. Let's see if he can climb a stairway. No, he's falling down the stairway. We're pretty much fucked. So. 
I'm waiting for that day. Like, I I feel like the coolest way to end the Biden administration would be uh, somehow gremlins are real and they mess with his fucking chair that takes him up the White House steps and it launches him out into the fucking lawn. Uh, I prefer when his face actually opens when we see that tiny little alien inside just trying to breathe. It's, it's, just been, it's been using Biden as a mech this entire time. <laughs> the end. Even the pug, the pug comes out of it. Oh, face. okay, a pug. I, I could, I could accept both. So, uh, uh, Mordred eventually oh, comes of age, and then the the knights of the round have to do battle with uh, the forces of evil, Morgana and. Oh, whoa, uh, whoa, whoa, back it up. Here. Okay, back it up. You take you take me through it, brother. Back it up to the quest. Oh yeah, for the Grail. I'm sorry, the quest for the Grail, which is almost like a fever dream, where uh, Percival has to go. And like he gets the grail and then it I I don't know, Jeremy. I watched it one time. Break this down for me. Back it up, back it up. He goes through the montage of Percival seeing most of the uh, the knights dead until finally he comes upon young Mordred with his young little uh helmet as he goes to the forest. And it was great. It's back in nineteen eighty one, me and my buddy who are both probably like eleven years old to ten years old at the time. My buddy was definitely a closet gay back in the day. Okay, yeah. He remembers watching this scene with Marjorie, and he's like, <laughs> it's like Marjorie. He's like, <laughs> the little fucking voice that Marjorie's like, <laughs> he fucking thought that was hilarious. How Marjorie's got this little this little kid's laugh that's almost gay. He's like, oh, oh, this is great. So my buddy loved that. By the way, my buddy uh, Chad Chad White turned out really really gay. Nice. He was like, he was like David Bowie gay when he was young. By the time of 20, 20 30 years old, he's full Michael Stipe gay. So. Oh, his final form. I like it. That's a good Pokemon transition from David Bowie to uh, to Michael Stipe. I, I, I think the final gay um, is the Gandalf gay when you're like really old gay and, and you're like. Oh, Ian, McKe- the, Sir like Ian the McKellen. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Where you're like you're like old and you look really straight, but at the same time you're going. <laughs> so. I am the master of metal dildos, Ian Don't McKellen. Pass my penis, dick butt. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh man, I do love that uh, the Ricky Gervais show where he asks uh, Sir Ian McKellen what is the what's the secret to acting. He's like the secret to acting is like. Um, what you don't understand is I just pretend what it would be like to be Gandalf. <laughs> just one of my favorite, one of my favorite fucking funny things I've ever seen. He was just like, what, what you need to know is I'm not actually Gandalf. In my head, I pretend that I am. And then I do that for people. <laughs> my, my other favorite outtake from Lord of the Rings is Peter Cushing. Not Peter Cushing. Uh, who's uh, who's the Dracula guy that plays Sauron? You know, Christopher the, Lee. And off the, the Christopher Lee is that he had that big fucking white robe that he had to walk up these little tiny stairs, and he finally kept tripping over his little his robe, and he's like, he says to Peter, "I can't do this anymore. I can't do this walking with this damn in robe." And then one of the one of the, the grips in the bag's like, "Hey, you did it before. You did it ten times before, you old man." Like you fucking son. Of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Just called him out, like you old fucking man. Get your fucking shit together. Shut up. 
Christopher Lee is a gem, and he does have a, a metal album that exists where you can hear Christopher Lee sing operatic over metal beats, and it is mwah, chef's kiss good if you ever want to do a deep dive into the Spotify realm. The best thing about being a actor that I have been over the years is the amount of steroids that I take. I take mouthfuls of, of HGH, which keeps me young, and I can also do backflips with just thinking about it. <laughs> so, uh, uh, Percival is able to survive the uh, the quest for the Grail and uh, and see things that are going to happen in the future. And just the news of this is enough for King Arthur to just get out of bed. Uh, that's the best he can do. He's like, I'm ready to fight finally again. And uh, there's an epic battle scene that ends, but uh, Merlin gets awakened and... With the help, I guess he goes, explain the fog part, Jeremy, to me, because I, I'm i not fully on board with it. Uh, well, Mer- Merlin is, is obviously the Obi-Wan Kenobi ghost that mm-hmm. can just walk through the camp unnoticed now because he's more powerful than Darth Vader could ever be. Encouragement. Mm-hmm. And uh, he talks to uh, the, the Morgana when she's asleep with her sexy freaking you know, breastplate with mm-hmm. her, it has her breasts in it and, and does like little metal nipples and everything. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, and of course he, he fools her into uh, making a mist with the, uh, the special enchantment of Ovaltine. And, and of course, as she lays down, Oh my gosh, she unleashes the most powerful vape. <laughs> been vaped. I mean, and like, it goes for like, like ten minutes. I was just like, <laughs> and it just becomes like a Marilyn Manson concert, where like, oh my gosh, this place. And that's pretty much like every show, heavy metal show, just has a guy vaping on the side of the yeah, stage. Yeah, it's just it's just blowing thick milky clouds the whole time. Yeah, and and, and of course, you know, uh, Mordred is on to like, what the fuck is my bitch mother doing? She should be controlling this vape shit. And he goes in and he's like, wait, oh, you're, you sound like my mother, but you look like that old bitch from The Shining in the fucking bathroom. I'm just going to yeah. kill you. I'm just going to strangle yeah. your ass and kill you. And uh, even though you sound like my mom, you're all old, so I'm just going to kill you. Sorry, you look scary. <laughs> I have to murder you, you now. take my mom. Stop saying you're her. I'm going to kill you. Ralphie, honey, get off the stick. <laughs> Which goes to show, you know, if somebody's old, just kill them. You know, they look scary. You know. I understand. That's how I hope I die at the hands of my daughters as they slowly strangle the life out of me by the time I hit 55. So, you know, don't do magic. You know, it's like cocaine. It's like, look at all the cocaine. Look how you've aged. <laughs> What do you mean? I'm only 25 years old. You look like you're 80. Yeah, but I've Welcome lived. Baltimore. I've lived two lives since then. Um, so uh, it ends. Like it, on Better Call Saul. It, it it ends in an epic battle between uh, good and evil, fighting for the for the uh, the throne of Camelot. Uh, but it ends in uh, Mordred dying as well as the great King Arthur who gets uh, slain. And he's real. It's real bloody near the end here. Real lot of gore. Uh, very very important is that they changed it where Mordred says, 
come, Father. It's time we embrace. And those that really know the the uh, the original story is that uh, Arthur says, um, "Come, my bastard son, Gorgor. Let's embrace." Gorgor. So, yeah, he. I think he calls him Gorgor instead of Mordred. It's like his pet name. So. Gorgor, my bastard son. And then, uh, and then uh, he he tells Percival he's like. Uh, what do I? Here's Excalibur. He's like, "What do you do? Just throw it into the lake." And then, and then there's a montage of him riding all the way to the lake. And he's like, "Hmm, I'm not so sure he wanted to do that." Let me go check again. And he's still dying. He's like, "No, throw it back in, and the king will come back." I was like, "Oh yeah, 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 okay." <laughs> Which is just the whole scene is so ridiculous. Like, I don't know if I could throw this in. I think he was just kidding. Let me go back. Let me ask one more. Are you sure you want me to throw this into the lake, sir? And uh, he does eventually chuck it in. And it perfectly, I love it. It's like that scene from Evil Dead where Ash gets the fucking chainsaw thrown on his hand as he chucks it in. And then the hand, the lady of the lake perfectly grabs it by the hilt and was like, ooh. <laughs> Just like perfect chainsaw that was form fitted for his hand. Yes, so. yes, exactly. I, my other, my other favorite is this is pretty much the ending when the, uh, the comic book guy from the Simpsons dies and he's like, take this 12 back Jawa figure with the vinyl cape and throw it into the ocean. Like, no, it's too precious. Don't do it. The 12 back Jawa figure. Into the <laughs> oh no. <laughs> the Jawa figure will return someday and it'll be worth more than any other figure that has ever been sold. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. And, uh, uh, King Arthur dies, and so does the age of Arthur, which brings us to an end of fucking Excalibur. Jeremy, what are your final thoughts on Excalibur? Uh, definitely John Borman's greatest film, and didn't even involve um, uh, hillbillies raping um, Ned Beatty out in the forest, or uh, Burt Reynolds, and... Uh, yeah, you know, I mean, where else are you going to see a guy, you know, have his daughter have sex with in front of the camera? So yeah. That is true. Not on, any, not on a regular movie that I've ever seen. Um, I mean, not even most Dutch directors would do that. No, they wouldn't. Not, not unless they were Dutch oven actors. Paul, Paul Verhoeven's like, wow, that was extreme. Wow, you're, you're a sicko. Um <laughs> So, uh, I know I liked it. I thought the, the set design as well as the, the wardrobe, it really takes you into it. I felt like, uh, he could have made a cooler movie than the, the, the Arthur story. I feel like this, this, if you had made a fucking, uh, Lord of the Rings with this get up, like in the eighties, this would be a badass Lord of the Rings movie that they could have made from this. But, uh, much better than the cartoon. Definitely. I don't know. I do love the cartoon. Jeremy, you know I bought Fire and Ice on Blu-ray, and I was watching it the other night, too. Speaking of Lord of the Rings and the same thing. And I just, goddamn, I love those fucking, I love that style of animation. It is the fucking best. Well, you know, I think it's um pretty, pretty much just as good as the Lord of the Rings if you like pretty much really ginormously fat-breasted women running around. Yes, and- yes, I did. I, I, oh, no, my thong! <laughs> like, 
Uh, it's good. That might be my future pick is Fire and Ice, just to make everybody watch that. Uh, I'm excited. Um, I know you can... Uh, I enjoyed the hell out of it, though. Definitely worth checking out. I had to rent it on, uh, on YouTube, but, uh, you know... You can find all things uh, Ashley Pontius, even though she's not on there. On Ashley Pontius Laughs, she's got shows and shit coming out, so check that shit out. Um, me, your boy Eric Woodworth, I will be at uh, Comedy Media on the 21st, which should be a really fun show. Me and Justin Schlegel will be slamming each other on an actual wrestling ring and pretending to be wrestlers for one night only coming up on the 21st. And then uh, the Bright Box Theater this week on the 14th, if you're in Winchester, Virginia, uh, One Life not to live is debuting where jeremy i'm not underselling this i get slapped 30 times in it um with that being said jeremy take us out of here arthur use the force i mean the dragon